Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. The GOAT is a sports term, and whether it's baseball or racing or tennis or football, there's always somebody that they call the GOAT, the greatest of all times. And we opened it up last week, talked about a few things in the natural, the sports room realm, but Jesus said Christians can be the GOAT. We can be the greatest of all time. And it's a beautiful text. I'm just gonna read the ending of it, and it reads like this, Matthew 20, verse 26. Not so with you, Jesus said. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you, that's the goat in the kingdom, right? Must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first, that's the goat, you're, you're at the top of the kingdom, must be your slave. And so Jesus said the way up is down. He said, if we're gonna be the goat, we're going to lay our lives down for other folks. And in this lesson, I wanna deal with you and I laying our life down outside the four walls of the church for the people that live out there that aren't Christians and how God wants us to lay our lives down for them. And I wanna open up with a story. This happened in Bible school days. I was working the convenience store that I worked at, midnight turn. And so I took an extra shift. I'm in a store I'd never been in. And midnight, but it's Saturday night, so Sunday morning I have to be at church. I'm one of the uh, young adult pastors at the church I attended. They had three Sunday morning services, so I had to be in the lobby before first service, greeting people that came in, meeting young adults, saying hi to young adults I knew, and I had to be there for all three services. So since I worked midnight turn, I just, I, my pastor knew, I just stood up in the back while he taught. If I sat down, I was gonna fall asleep. So, but, but I was there, and this particular Saturday night, I was behind, it was really busy, never, didn't know the rhythm of that store, and I'm looking, thinking, oh no, I'm gonna have to work overtime. You can't leave till every shelf is faced. You can't leave till the cooler's full, everything's faced in the cooler. I had to wax and buff the floor every, every single night, so I had to do it that night. Clean the cooling machine, the soft serve ice cream machine, the coffee, everything had to be perfect, and if it wasn't done, they didn't pay you overtime, you just kept working till it was finished. And so I knew I was gonna be late, and I was not happy about it. So this security guard comes in, I never met him, he buys something, but he just stands around and he wants to talk and I'm in a hurry. And so I'm, I'm just ignoring him and, and facing shelves and he's saying things and I'm giving him one word answers. And I heard this inner voice say, stop and talk to him. And I said, no, I'll be late for church if I talk to this guy, right? <laughs> Seriously, uh, I don't have time for him. And so uh, he wouldn't leave. So I said, I have to go in the cooler. Only employees are allowed in. I thought, if I spend 15 minutes stocking the cooler, he'll disappear. I'm finished with that. He's still there. So I come out, and while I'm in there, God's dealing with me. He talked to him. No, no, I, I don't have time. And so I'm, now I'm facing the cooler, and I keep hearing that inner voice. You should talk to him. You should talk to him. So finally, I said, okay, okay. And I just looked at him. I said, hey, how's it going? He looked really depressed. I said, how you doing? What's, what's up? He said, I just broke up with my girlfriend, and I, had, I just came off my shift. I had the worst week of my life, and he just began to spill his heart to me. And then he opened the door, and I found out he didn't know Jesus. So within 15 minutes, I prayed with him. He accepted Christ. And he's one of those guys where you could just see it light up his face. That doesn't always happen, but just lit him up. And 
I said to him, you want to come to church with me? I said, I'm going to church. He said, yeah, I'll come, I'll come. So I said, now, I'm probably not going to make it on time, uh, but, but I'm not going to be able to talk anymore. He said, I'll help you. So he helps me, and I end up leaving on time. Now, that's not the whole story. That's a good part of the story. But his name was Tom, and a couple months later, Tom died, just unexpectedly. He was much younger, a young guy, but he died. And when he died, I couldn't help but think, and, and, and it just this thought came to me. And I wrote it down. I, it, it stuck with me forever, and the thought goes like this. How many times have I missed an opportunity to minister to the people of this world because I was caught up with the things of this world. And all I could think about is, what if I didn't take time? What if he died and he never met Jesus? What if I was his last chance? Because sometimes we could be someone's last chance, and I'm just thinking, what if I passed on that just so I could be at church on time? I would have never known he died, and I got to thinking, have I done this before? And I thought, I'm sure I have. I'm sure there's times when I didn't even notice people because I was so caught up with what was going on in my life. And that's what I wanna talk about today because that happens in all of our lives. Uh, and all of us, uh, it doesn't mean we don't love Jesus. It doesn't mean we're bad. It just means we live in a chaotic world, right? And it can catch us up. So if you're visiting, I have a big idea. And my big idea is what I want you to walk out of this lesson understanding more clearly than ever. And it goes like this. In the midst of worldly chaos, goats are only consumed with pursuing the lost. Now, it's, I wanna make sure we understand this. Cons what you're consumed with is the most important thing at the moment, right? It's the most important thing in your life. But, but notice the first part. In the midst of worldly chaos, uh, we have to deal with the chaos too, don't we? We don't just ignore it. Uh, we, we have to deal with it, but we have to make sure it doesn't consume us. And that's really, really important. And so the heart of God is he wants me, he wants us to see the world that's around us and not be so consumed with just what is bothering us or going on in our lives, but to begin to look outside of us. And that's what a servant does, isn't it? We have an attitude, I'm gonna lay my life down for these other folks. So, this is so important to God that he says in the Bible that if you become a goat inside the four walls and outside, he'll literally, he, he will honor you at the highest level. And here's a scripture, it's Daniel 12, 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky. Proverbs eleven thirty reads this way. He that is wise wins souls. That's how it reads. You win souls when you're wise. And so it says those who are wise, or we could say soul winners, shall shine like the brightness of the sky. And here's how we know that's what it's referring to. And those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And all he's doing is giving us two pictures, a day picture and a night picture. And he says, if you go after the lost, he said, just imagine the brightness of the sun. No clouds, right? And we've had a couple days like that. No clouds, and you just see the brightness of the sun. And, and your little grandchildren say, what's that? I go, oh, that's the sun. It's usually there. We just can't see it here, this part of the country. Right? Oh, the sky's blue? Yeah, yeah, it's blue. It's blue. <laughs> so we see this beautiful sun. And God says, you're going to stand out and be that bright in his kingdom if you go after souls. Or imagine a pitch black night, no overcast, just clear. 
and you see all those stars just popping out of that black canvas. And God's saying, I'm going to exalt you and honor you at the highest level if you win souls. Now, if, if I were the devil, the enemy, the bad guy, whatever we want to call him, my goal would get to be to get us off track, to get us out of focus, to get me out of focus. And so I have to work on making sure I stay focused on the world I'm rubbing shoulders with. And I, I, I see three main hindrances, and I just want to talk about those today. And uh, there's three of them, and they try to stop us. There's more, but these are the three main ones, all right? And, and they, they try to stop us from laying our lives down. And they'll try to stop us from laying our life down inside the four walls, too. And we want to learn to deal with them. Here's a cool scripture. You ready? Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Hebrews 11, the great men and women of faith. So now he's transitioning. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders. So there are things that hinder us as Christians, and we can throw them off. And the sin that so easily entangles us. So it could be the chaotic world, or it can be a sin. And he's saying we can throw that off too. It trips us up. And then he goes on and he says this, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. This is so special. Every one of you have a race that God marked out for you. That is so cool. And we have that general race that we're all running. It's kind of, I call it the general race, you know. Uh, it, for a pastor, we all do pastory things, right? Uh, we're teaching and all the little pastory things we do. But then every pastor has a specific call. Every church has a specific call. And it's always different, right? So when I'm talking with a lot, I have a lot of pastor friends, and we all, we all do our pastory things, but some of them are doing things I'll never do, and I'm doing things they'll never do. And we just know that's the race marked out for us. And as Christians, God's marked certain races out for you that maybe he didn't mark out for someone else. So we don't wanna judge each other. We just wanna say, hey, that's not my gig, my gig, but I'm glad you're doing that gig, right? And, and I do that with pastors. Say, that's not my gig. Don't get mad at me for not doing your gig, but this is the gig I'm doing, right? And this is what God's called me to do. And it's all about this race and us saying, this thing's hindering me. It's stopping me from running my race. And one of the things God's called us to, to be is goats to lay our life down outside the four walls, inside the four walls. So here's the first of three. This happens. I, this could happen to me every day. I call it the offended heart. In other words, somebody does something to you that just offends you, right? It doesn't have to be a big, terrible thing. It, it just could be anything that offends you. And then if you brood over it, think about it, don't deal with it, it can become very bitter. This is a true story. I, I was helping a grandma once, she's now in heaven. And I knew her, so she was just really upset. And I was asked to talk to her from another relative. And uh, so I did. And her son had moved out of state. She, her grandkids were grown up, but she had no relationship with them. And she was just hurting over it. So I, I talked to her, I said, well, tell me what's going on. She said, well, it's that wife, you know, uh, her daughter-in-law. She said, it's her. She took my, my boy away from me. And, and I said, well, why do you think she did it? She goes, I don't know. Now, they've been married over 30 years. She said, uh, that first year of marriage, she did such and such to me. I said, yeah, what, what did she do? She told me, I said, 
well, what happened? She said, well, she apologized, but I don't believe she meant it. And uh, she said, I didn't forgive her. I, I said, now, 30 years have passed. That's a long time. Why don't you just let it go? She said, I can't. She goes, she's no good. And I said, but how do you know that? Well, she took my son away from me. I said, do you think it's maybe because of you not forgiving her and how you treat her and how you say she's no good? And so she, she missed the relationship with her grandkids, her son. She missed getting to know her, granddaughter, or her daughter-in-law. And here she is, and I still couldn't get her to let go of the offense. And she died and went to heaven, not letting go of the offense. And that's the extreme. It's an extreme story. But I've met a lot of people that have, have that extreme. But what about the rest of us, that everyday offense, something someone did to you maybe a month ago, maybe a year ago, maybe yesterday, but it's still there. It's still festering. And if we don't let it go, we can become so focused on the offense, we're walking right by the Tom security guards and missing them because we're becoming consumed with that offense, what somebody did to us. So many years ago, uh, God opened up a couple of scriptures to me. You know what I mean by that? I was just reading them, and he gave me insight. I just saw some things. And here, here's the first thing, Proverbs 19.11. Those with good sense, how many of us want to make sure we have good sense, right? Are slow to anger, and it is their glory to overlook an offense. And I have to work on this all the time because, I don't know, and I'm not that sensitive a person, so I figure if you're sensitive, you have to work on it a lot more than me. But, but just the other day, somebody said something to me, and I felt it was loaded. Do you ever have someone, you, you just feel there's more behind that than what, just, what came out on the outside. And it offended me, but I didn't say a word, but that baby kept nagging me all day long. And it nagged me the next morning. I'm like, oh, this thing is nagging me. But I, I've been doing something that really helped. This, this is not old. This is a couple weeks old. So uh, a couple months ago, I had a minister come in, and we were at lunch, and he just said, I pray thee our Father every morning. And I thought, oh, that's so religious. I grew up doing that. And, but I was praying it out of here, and it was just a religious act. And I thought, that sounds stupid. And, and so <laughs> that's what goes on up here, all right? Oh, that sounds stupid. Uh, he's gone religious on me, right? So seriously, that's what's happening up there. So, so I, uh, I didn't say anything. I go, that's nice. Oh, wow, cool. And uh, just like all of you would do. So, so uh, <laughs> I woke up the next morning and I just felt a stir. I mean, I'm going into my just little devotional time and I felt stirred to pray the Our Father. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll pray it. And, and then I just, I prayed it from my heart. It was amazing. Because, you know, I said, my Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. That's pretty cool to do first thing in the morning. I said, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me this day my daily bread. And I'm thinking natural and spiritual. And then I prayed this. Forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. And that... Right away, that came up, like, ugh. And I thought, God's not saying he won't forgive me. He's saying I need to follow him, right? Forgive people's trespasses as he forgave yours. And I got to thinking of all the things I've done. I'm like, oh, I guess I can do that. I can do that. And, and it was, I just let it go. And I thought, I'm gonna, I, I am not, 
I am not going to dwell on this. And I just let it go. I said, God, I don't know what they meant, but I'm gonna overlook it. And they probably didn't mean anything. But Proverbs 10, 12 says this. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Hatred here, doesn't, it doesn't mean that angry, I hate you. It's, it just means, this word means the opposite of love. So the opposite of love, that means you stir strife up by repeating things, repeating what people did to you. But love covers over an offense. And years ago, God began to, you know, I began to see this, and I had to work hard because that means I'm not gonna share with another person what somebody did to me. And it just brought me to a place where I said, you know what, I'm gonna release these things, and I'm also going to cover, I'm not gonna talk about what that person did. Now, obviously, if somebody did something really bad, some kind of abusive thing, pedophilia, obviously you don't cover that, right? But we're talking about those things people do to bug us. It just says, love covers it. And then the New Testament brings it out this way, Colossians 3.13. Bear with each other. And many years ago, I, I thought, what does bear mean? It just, it's an interesting word. I kind of know what it means, but what, what does the Greek word really mean? And, and it literally means to put up with each other. I thought, wow. And then it dawned on me, some of us are never gonna change how we are, right? And my poor wife, um, don't worry, I always pick on myself, but my poor wife, she doesn't like condiments. She hates condiments of every sort, and she will let you know that. But I love condiments, and right now I'm really into mustard, right? Just because mustard seeds are really good for you, and then they put turmeric in it, which makes it even, that's, turmeric is the number one spice for health. It, it does all these wonderful things for you. So I'm really proud. I'll, I'll put mustard on my baked potato, and, uh, and I shut my eyes and pretend it's a hot dog. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing when you do that. Put some onions on it, right? So I just wanted to tell her the glory of mustard, and I was eating it. And she just looked at me. She said, you know, I hate condiments. Why would you bring it up? And I said, oh, I do know that, but I was so excited about it, I wanted to share it with my best friend, right? And I'm grossing her out right now because she's seeing mustard, right? But at, at one point, I just looked at her and said, you know, it's been 38 years. I'm not gonna change in this area. You just gotta put up with me, right? Because I'll tell the grandkids, take some ketchup, bring it to grandma. And uh, I'm just, it's not gonna change. It's gonna stay that way, right? There's some people, they're never changing, guys. Uh, we all wanna grow, but there's some areas where our personality is gonna be our personality until the day we die, right? We can knock some rough edges off, but it's staying, right? So Colossians 3.13 says, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. And then I love this. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And this is not just before Christ, this is after Christ. <laughs> and I think of all the things Jesus has forgiven me for, I think I can forgive anybody because the Lord has forgiven us, right? So you, you wanna clear those offenses out. The second one's important. I call it an angry heart. I'm not hangry, but angry. And, and uh, this one is when we're consumed with what's going on around us, we're consumed with anger, and we, we just can't get over it. It's just consuming us, and, and it kind of blinds us from 
all the other people around us because we're so consumed with it. And uh, when it comes to politics, I can get angry. I can get angry. All of us can, right? When, when I see what's going on in our world uh, at any level, I, I can become very angry. And so here's something God spoke to me that really helped me. And it goes like this. We have to learn to be concerned without being consumed. And I had to come to a place in my life where I realized, you know what? If, if I can fix that, I'm gonna, if, if I can do something to fix that, I will. But there's a lot of things you can't fix. I mean, I have no control over certain things. I, don't, I can't control what's happening in Washington. I will tell you what I do do for Washington. And it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, there's gonna be things that upset you uh, in our capital, right? And things you see, you say, boy, that's not Christ-like, or boy, that, that is anti-God, that's anti-Jesus. And you just can be really consumed with it, but here's what God dealt with me. He said, Joe, be concerned, but don't be consumed. Ask yourself, is there anything you can do to fix it? Most cases, I can't. There might be a group I could join or something, but I have to feel that's where God wants me. You may, he may want you to do some things he doesn't want me to do. But now on a local level, I'll see things. And locally, I've called politicians. I said, hey, this isn't good. You need, to, you need to change this. Can I talk with you about it? And it's all private. Nobody knows it's happening. But I will confront things locally if I can. In a very godly, loving way, I'll deal with something if I can. And that's okay. If I have influence, I'll deal with it. But if I can't, I'm concerned, but I'm not gonna allow it to consume me. And I'm watching some Christians who are pretty angry right now. And the devil's trying to bring division within the church. And I don't know about you, I can't let that happen. We can be concerned, but we don't have to be consumed and come to a place of anger. But here's what I do to help myself. You ready? Uh, I, I begin to remind myself of who's in control. And it doesn't shock me what I see anymore. And then I begin to pray. Listen to Ephesians 6.12. We're not fighting against humans. Not that we can't be concerned and do some things to try to fix some things. We're fighting against forces and authorities, against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. Translated, there is an enemy. He's deceiving people. And he's got some people doing some crazy things, right? And I'm concerned about some of what I see. I'm concerned about the pastor in Canada that was thrown in jail. That concerns me because we're kind of following in their footsteps here. And I'm concerned they threw a pastor in jail for being a pastor and do, doing pastory things. And so, uh, but what can I do about it? Well, I can pray. So I have this prayer group on Saturday mornings. And yesterday, it might've been because I was preparing for this and I was thinking these scriptures over, but I just said, hey guys, let's pray over those powers that are controlling politicians and controlling our nation and let's just pray, and let's, let's do some fighting that way. And it was one of the most amazing prayer times we had as we prayed that over. It was really powerful, and it makes me feel good because then I can be concerned, but I said, I did something about that. God's working. God, God prayed through us, and something powerful is happening. Something's going on. One, one of my favorite things to pray is, Lord, whoever is evil, take the covers off them, right? Uncover the evil people. And I don't know who they all are. They're probably on both sides of the aisle, but I just say, God, pull those covers off. Because uh, 
That's one thing we have power over to do, right? We can, we can ask God to do that. So my heart is this. It's so important. In the midst of worldly chaos, goats aren't only consumed. Goats are only consumed, excuse me, with pursuing the lost. And I want to make sure we don't let anger get in and do anything. And listen very carefully. The heart of God is to reach the crazy world we live in. The heart of God is to reach the crazy people in this world. And so we can't let them make us angry. We have to pray. If there's something God's called you to do, do it. Be involved in however you see to be involved. But let's not let that stop us from looking at the world and saying, you know what? We've got to reach these crazy people. Some of them are crazy, some of them aren't. But we need to reach them and we need to bring them into the kingdom of God. And God's given us something that is so powerful. It's called the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And the Bible says it's the most powerful thing in the universe. And when you and I share Jesus with people, it may not seem like it's powerful, but it can penetrate the darkest hearts. And God wants to reach the people of this earth. And the last thing we want to do is become consumed with things we can't even change. We can be concerned, but not consumed. And I really believe, and I'm watching it happen, guys, um, just watching what God's doing in our midst and reaching people. And no matter what's going on in this world, Jesus, I believe he's gonna reach more people than he's ever reached because the Bible does say, and you've heard me say it before, where sin abounds, the grace of God abounds all the more. And I don't know about you, in Borman, online, TCI here, Guys, are you excited about the grace of God showing up, people coming into the kingdom? I am so excited about it. Now, I'm gonna share one more, but I'm not gonna take a lot of time on it, but God will take time on this one with you. I call it a cluttered heart, and I have to deal with this all the time. And this is the parable of the sower. Jesus said the cares of this life, deceitfulness of riches, lust of other things can enter into our heart. And what do they do? They, they choke the very life of God and we're not productive. Uh, we, we don't produce fruit. And what, what's one of the things clutter does? The cares of this life, we can become so busy with this life that we take our eyes off of the very people God died for. So uh, God's gonna show you what those things are. I had plans, but I figured I'm gonna take more time on the first two. And I had a blast, guys. Now we're gonna pray. Let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes, let's pray. Father, I did my best to teach this part of the Bible. And I thank you for all the goats that are here. And Lord, as we bow our heads and we pray, my heart and my prayer is, Lord, give us a heart, give us a fire for the lost that are all around us. And Lord, let us be concerned without being consumed. Let us have no anger in our hearts, no offense in our hearts. And let us hook up with your heart like we've never hooked up before. Let us reach the lost like we've never reached them before, Lord. And Father, as our heads are bowed, I know some of us, we don't feel equipped to do that. We're not sure how to do that. But Lord, you're the one that helps us. And when we see open doors, we ask you to give us the grace to invite to church, the grace to share and talk about what God's done in our lives. And we thank you for doing that, Lord. And we just look to you and we say, I'm gonna let go of every offense. I'm gonna release anger. I'm gonna let my heart be filled with love for people. And whatever I have to do that I feel God's given me for my race, 
I'm going to do that too, but I'm going to do it without being consumed, without being angry, Lord. And Lord, as our heads are bowed, many of us just have that traditional clutter. And Lord, we're just releasing some of that now. We're saying, you know what? We're going to make the most important thing in all the world, reaching people that don't know Jesus. Lord, help us to look not just after us, but to have a heart for those that don't know you. And Lord, we thank you for the people that brought us into the kingdom and took time for us. And we thank you, Lord, for growing and helping us become those people. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're listening. Maybe it's in Borman, maybe it's TCI. Maybe it's online, maybe it's here in Warren. And you're not sure of your eternity, so let's stay in an attitude of prayer. And I'm just gonna ask you one question question. It's the most important question in all the universe. What have you done with Jesus? You may know who he is. You may not, you may not know who he is, but what have you done with him? The Bible teaches us he's our way to God, that he died so we can live. And in two weeks, we'll celebrate that at Easter. He gave us life so we can have life, so we can have a relationship with God. And if you're listening and you're not sure what you've done with Jesus, listen up. The Bible says that he died so you can live. God raised him from the grave. And if you believe in him, God will literally save you. And right now he's stirring some hearts. People are being stirred. And all he wants you to do is pray and accept him. So I'm not asking you to join our church, join a religion. But if you're listening, you say, hey, that's me. I want you to pray with me right now. And the rest of us, can we pray with them in every venue? Can we pray even online? Pray with the ones that are praying. Say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner who needs a Savior. I repent of my sins, and I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins in all of the world, that God raised you out of that grave, I accept you as my savior and I make a decision to follow you. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen up, if you prayed that prayer, miracles happen. It's amazing what just happened. Your sins were washed away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. Heaven's your future home. God's your father. You may not have felt it, but it happened. Something else is happening right now we can't hear. The Bible teaches if one person on the entire planet Earth, one person, accepts Jesus, did God himself and all of heaven begin to celebrate? There has to be celebration up there right now all the time, right? And we wanna be able to go home in Borman, uh, TCI, here in Warren, online. We wanna be able to go home and rejoice with heaven. So with heads bowed, eyes closed, I'm not gonna ask you to stand, I'm not gonna ask you to get out of your seat. If you prayed that prayer, can you let us know by raising your hand? You just say, that's me, Pastor Joe. And once you raise your hand, keep it up. Our ushers are bringing you a Bible. That's our gift to you, congratulations to you. And again, you say, hey, I prayed that prayer, I didn't receive a Bible. Boardman, they're looking. TCI, they're looking. And if you're online, you say, hey, I prayed that prayer, I'd like a Bible. Just text the word believe to the number on the screen and we'll send you, we'll send you that Bible. So we're gonna look one more time. Hey, I prayed that prayer, should have raised my hand, didn't raise my hand. I'd like my Bible. Congratulations to those of you that have accepted Christ. We're really, really excited for you. Everybody can look up. Hey, in every venue, can we just give a shout and give it up and thank God for those that accepted Jesus?
Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.